Moncrief with Energlaze on News Talk. Now we mentioned uh, they're going to talk about the exorcist and, and censorship on the foot of the news that the acclaimed director William Friedland, uh, Friedkin excuse me, died yesterday in LA. He won Oscars for The French Connection but it was his 1973 film The Exorcist for which he is best known. Uh, this of course was a movie that has a long and controversial reputation in this country from its editing by the censor's office in 1974 to it finally being released as an uncut format in 1998. Joining me now to unpack this is former film censor John Keller and you talk on Simon Tierney. John, Simon, you're both very welcome. Uh, John, you remember this coming out. You, you um, I think you'd read the book for us, did you? I had read the book and I'm old enough to have <laughs> read the book and remember it coming out. I, I actually saw it, I saw it the very first few days of 1974. It, it was made in 73, as you know, but it was, uh, I think, in order to get into the Oscar race, released at the end of 1973. And then it was, I saw it, when it was in the cinemas in America, in Washington, D.C., uncut, right, in 1974. Uncut, if that for anyone who grew up during the 70s, that was the one you wanted to see. Uncut meant so much in this country, you know, uh, the uncut the version. I was, I was a youngish person, you know, in, in that decade and 200 movies were cut, were banned. Yeah, it's hard to believe, and isn't it? Innumerable cuts, you know, yeah. as well. What was your reaction to it when you saw it? Um... I, I'm trying to remember because it's 50 years ago, but I think it was, uh, I was very impressed by the impact of it. I don't like horror. I hate horror. And I particularly don't kind of like satan- satanic, uh, psychological, supernatural horror films. Uh, but I was impressed. I do recall being impressed by how how well at the time, it seemed to handle the special effects and and the very scary things that it that it did. Um, you weren't frightened by it, though. You weren't you weren't hiding behind your seat at the back of the cinema. I was with a good pal uh, who I think he offered to hold my hand, but <laughs> I, I didn't. I, I I think I probably was a bit frightened because it's very scary. In the, at least it was. I'm, I think looking at it now, I'd probably laugh. You know. I'm afraid we do laugh a little bit. I, I, and I, I've tried to um, scare my children with it and it, I'm, I'm wasting my time, you know. And even when I produce those lines, like you're all going to die up there. Um, it is no, they've, they've been exposed to far, far worse things, I'm afraid. And they just, a lot of the, the, the effects in it just don't carry the same weight these days. But at the time, there was an awful lot that people, people felt you were messing with something you shouldn't mess with. Yeah, perhaps particularly in this country. Uh, but it was a huge uh, talking point, you know, water cooler moment. Like I think it did 400 and something million on a budget of, of 12 million. And all around the world, it was, it was, it was uh, you know, a phenomenon. Yeah, and built up that, you know, there was rumours of a true story. I know people who were, were sleeping with the book outside their bedroom wouldn't bring it into their bedroom. <laughs> and it was, you know, are you, are you, are you brave enough Almost. I made a terrible mistake. I, I did in 1973. My my dear daughter was born, and I, in those days you couldn't be at the at the birth. So I was waiting at the Rotunda Hospital outside in the corridor. And what book did I bring in to read? <laughs> I can't think of a worse choice. <laughs> Holy moly! And um, one thing too that's, that's fascinating, you can shine a light on, on particular, are the cuts to it because it wasn't banned, which in in retrospect seems almost strange. But it was there were cuts made to it. What were they about? Yeah, I believe there were seven cuts made, and they were essentially mostly to do with the expletives, you know, the the the, the language, which was pretty um, 
down to earth, you know, the, the sort of the F words. I actually made a note of one line and I've censored it. Uh, it was stick your, this, the girl says this, yeah. by the way, the little 12 year old girl played by Linda Blair, stick your beep up your beep, you mother beeping worthless <laughs> beep sucker. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, absolutely. Just the, the first verse of many rap songs very, very these days. Well yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can tell you Here's have experience the practice, there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, very good. Um, but in the subject of cuts, sometimes there were cuts made to movies in Ireland that were absolutely laughable, weren't there? Oh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, in fact, even in The Exorcist, I think one of the cuts was because she vomits on the priest and. I mean, it, the reason that it was cut, the scene was cut, I think, was because he was a priest, um, not not because he was a man, you know, or, or another character in the in the film, but because you don't puke on a priest. Um, but and similarly, in a in a one of my favourite films, which you will know well, uh, on the waterfront, yeah, like eight Oscars, I think, great, um, great film. And Marlon Brando, if you remember, goes into the pub to the bar with with Carl Malden playing a priest. They go for a drink and a chat. And that scene, Irish audiences did not see because it was cut. Why? Because priests don't go into bars to have a drink. My word. That was the My reason. My word. Um, you did also mention that uh, a film that we know and love in this film, um, The Graduate, was cut to the point where it was almost hard to follow. Well, certainly for Irish audiences, yeah, yeah. And uh, it was, I mean, that came out in 1968 and it was banned initially, banned by the the censor, who was a very strict censor called Christopher Macken. But on appeal, there was a new appeals board and it actually was quite a liberalising influence. They allowed it through, but there still were cuts. And the crucial cut, there were many cuts, but the crucial cut or cuts prevented the Irish audience from knowing the relationship between Mrs. Robinson and Benjamin, the core of the film. <laughs> they just so thought they were having a cup of tea. and they The were whole having, point yeah. is that she's they, seducing him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and an Irish audience could go to that and come out not knowing that she was trying to seduce him. That, that explains a great deal. I, I must have seen the uncut one because I really couldn't follow <laughs> 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 the cut one. I couldn't make anything. So, I mean, to look at from the church's side, what, what was going on? This was 74. We were absolutely in the, in the grip of the church's... Yeah, you know, uh, well, I think that's that a good point. question because it, it goes to the heart of why the film had such a grip uh, on on us here in Ireland, I think. And even when it was re-released 25 years later in 1998, which is the first time I saw it, because we were a country that was buying in to the things that the that the film is about. So they meant something. They had meaning for us as audience members. And that's why it was scary. And like when you look at the the archives of contemporary newspaper coverage at the time, Tom, you get a real sense of this. Like just one example that really stuck out for me this morning when I was going through it was the Pentecostal Church in Belfast. They set up a special confidential telephone line for people to call if they were struggling after watching the film and they needed some emotional support. Um, their reverends were holding a chain prayer, but uh, you know during the screenings, uh, all all these kind of things were going on. But there was one that really struck me, um, which was um, a piece, an opinion piece that was written by a well-known priest here in Dublin who only died a few years ago. His name was Father Tom Stack, Monsignor Tom Stack, and 
he wrote this piece about um, why the film uh, needs to be resisted in the sense that he described it as a shallow exploitation of a religious idea. And if I can just quote what he says in this uh, piece from the Sunday Independent now in 1974, he says, like the other miracles of the New Testament, the religious meaning of exorcism does not lie in its magical effects, but in its revelation of the healing power of God's love. And what's really interesting about that for me is that, of course, the William Friedkin movie is about heightening the effects of the demonic possession and then uh, the the Max von Sydow's character, the the elderly priest, trying to remove that demon from the the young girl, and that's so shocking. And you know, there's so much about the effects that are used to create that illusion. But what this priest in Dublin was trying to say is that instead of focusing on the kind of the the horror and the fear mongering of that, what exorcism is really about is about bringing God's love back into the human body. So you can see there's this kind of um, ambiguous response from the Catholic Church. On the one hand, I think that they were happy that a rare thing for a a, a Hollywood film to have uh, two of the main stars are priests. Great. That's good. Um, On the other hand, God, the stuff that they're dealing with here, uh, is this going to put people off forever? I would have said the opposite. And I was thinking, listen to you, if a PR company could get, you know, a, a church in Northern Ireland set up a helpline around the release of one of its films. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. We've absolutely cried. Another thing too, I think I, I wouldn't throw out the uh, the music with it. It was absolutely sensational. It was Tubular Bells. Tubular uh, Bells. Michael, that was one of the great signature yeah. pieces of use of a signature piece of music, wasn't did it? Did Mike Oldfield get a, an Oscar nomination? I don't know if he did. Yeah. It got a lot of Oscar nominations. It won yeah. two, I think. It won including it got a Best Picture nomination, but it won, and Friedkin got a Best Director. Friedkin got a nom for for Best best Director. director. I think he won, actually, for Best Adapted Screenplay. I think that's because it won two Oscars. But music, I'm not sure. Yeah, just the Tubular Bells, because the minute you hear it, you think of the movie and and, and vice versa. And that's that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. It's very unsettling and wonderful. There was no more, there weren't riots in the street outside cinemas or anything in Dublin, were there? No, we do know that, you know, like all over the world, that people were leaving the cinema, people were vomiting in the aisles and the rest, or at least that's what the newspapers were claiming. But there was concern that audiences in Ireland were going to be particularly vulnerable to the content of the film. Um, There was one article in the Irish press, again from 1974, and it was um, an expert from the US, apparently an expert on the devil. (laughs) Um, I'd like to have one of those on speed dial. How do you become an expert (laughs) on the devil? (laughs) Have you met him? Um, So he said that the highly emotional involvement, the highly emotional involvement people in those nations such as Ireland, Poland and Portugal have with their religion means that I feel that the movie could cause considerably more harm among those people than it's causing here in the United States. And maybe that's why we needed that censor to to cut those (laughs) scenes for us. Ah, thank God for that. Moncrief, weekdays at 2pm. With Energlaze. On News Talk.